Hello, friend. Welcome to the Coach Your Way Show with David Fernandez, episode number 25. Hello everyone, Dave Fernandez here. Today, I want to talk to you about the fact that laziness is a gift from heaven. Why am I daring to say that laziness is a gift from heaven? If you think about everything that we have access to in this day and age, anywhere from your car, your phone, the lights, your fridge, and the dishwasher, and the blender, and the toaster, your calculator, your computer, the internet, everything is something that was created out of the need of someone to make something a lot easier for them, right? Somebody one day got fed up from walking, right, or riding a horse, and they just grabbed two wheels, attached them with a couple of pipes or whatnot, and created a bicycle, you know, because he didn't want to walk anymore, right? So this guy went from having a need to be lazier, to have something be done more efficiently, right? Like transportation and, you know, build a bike. Same with a car, right? Somebody, same need, right? They just wanted to go from point A to point B faster in a more comfortable way. And what happened is that they created a car. Somebody got fed up from calculating all these crazy numbers and and memorizing all these different equations and stuff and created a calculator, right? And that then turned into a computer. And now the internet and everything else that we have access to was born out of laziness. We could call it something more beautiful, like they were trying to find efficiency and ways to improve the life lifestyle of humanity and all stuff. But in reality, all you're doing with all this technology is just cutting time from having to do something manually, some hard work, some manual work, right? It's been removed from the technology that was created out of laziness, right? So laziness is truly the key of progress, if you think about it. Again, you can call it whatever you want. And I know the term has this bad connotation, especially in the corporate world where everybody is so afraid to look lazy, right? They're busy, busy, busy. And uh, nobody wants to question why we do things this way or why we do this thing this other way. I remember when I was uh, at my last job over 10 years ago, you know, I used to question things like I, I was lazy, all right. I was lazy. And I'm like, okay, this is done this way. It's been done this way for a while, but there's got to be a better way to do it or a way to automate most of this process. And people would just like cringe because like, oh my God, are you, are you saying that you don't want to do the work anymore? Like you, you're trying to get rid of that task, right? And that was almost like the reaction that you would get from these people. I remember uh, a kid I used to work with one day, he just said, man, why don't you just shut up and just do it, do it the way they, they're asking you to do it. And today I laugh because that guy probably still has a job, you know, and that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. The type of people that you want to hire for your business, right? That type of workhorse that is not going to give you any trouble. He just there to do whatever he's told to do and to do it to the best of his ability, right? So that's the type of work that you want to have in your, in your company. But I don't think much more comes out of that type of mentality. I think that the best inventions 
And all the progress that we enjoy today comes from somebody questioning the status quo and trying to do something to change it. All right. So that's why laziness is a gift from heaven. So talking about laziness is not necessarily about not doing anything for the rest of your life. Be lazy, be happy with being lazy and all. No, it's about finding efficiencies, right? Always questioning the status quo of something so you can find a better, faster way of doing something, even if it means delegating that something so you don't have to do it anymore. So the trick here is to find the things that you're really natural at and good at, right? So you can focus on those things, those things that really fill you up, that make you happy, brings joy to your day, right? And make your time fly. Those are the things that are uh, natural for you that you're passionate about, right? The things that make your time fly. You want to focus the majority of your time on this task, okay? You're 80-20. If you, if you think about the, the rule of 80-20, 20% of things lead to 80% of results and 80% of, res- of uh, input or work leads to only 20% of the results and the outcome. So if you start thinking that way about everything in life, you start seeing that most of the things that you're doing right now are only contributing to 20% of your happiness, right? Or your results. And only 20% or less of the things that you're doing right now are actually contributing to most of your joy. For example, you know, if, if you look at the people that you hang out with, only a very small group of people actually contribute to most of your happiness and you spend most of the time with them. And 80% of people, the rest of the people that you may see at the, you know somewhere at a store or in, in, at a concert or whatever are only contributing to almost, you know, less than 20%, <laughs> almost nothing to your happiness or your enjoyment of life. Everything works according to this universal law, the 80-20. And if you haven't heard of this before, I suggest you read the book, The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. Uh, It's K-O-C-H is the last name. And it's going to transform your life. You will never be able to think in any other way other than 80-20 with everything. All right. So having said that, you know, what you're trying to do is two things in order to take advantage of this natural gift that we have, which is laziness, right? The, the, the pursuit of more leisure, but also more happiness and joy in the very few things that provide that for you. So you can enjoy life to the fullest. All right. So number one, I just told you, find the things that make your time fly and spot them, write them down and be clear as to the things that you want to spend most of your time on, okay? And now spot all the other things that you're doing because you think you have to do them or because you're forced to do them at a job or whatever and find a way to eliminate them. That's the ideal scenario or at the very least minimize their impact on your time and on your energy. That is the key. So when you're trying to eliminate things, you think, first of all, elimination, Can I get rid of this task altogether? Can I get rid of this person altogether? Can I get rid of uh, this situation altogether? Can I solve this problem and forget about it, you know, forever? How can I? How can I? Right? That's always the question you want to be asking when you're trying to eliminate, you know, the things that are not producing, uh, you know, the joy that you want in life. You can't eliminate it. Okay. Can I? 
delegate it. All right. How can I delegate this stuff and have somebody else that may have passion for it or, you know, certain skill that I don't have and I don't care for gaining that skill and have that person do that job for me? Can I pay somebody minimum wage or a couple dollars to get this task off my plate on a regular basis? All right. If you cannot eliminate it and you cannot delegate it, that means that you have to do it. How can I minimize it? How can I minimize the effect that this situation, task or event or whatever has on me so I can create more time to that 20% of things that bring me most of my joy, all right? Just ask better questions. That's how you find ways of minimizing this task. Can I automate? I am a huge proponent of automation with all the apps and all the online cloud-based solutions out there or whatever. There's almost nothing that you cannot automate to a certain degree. Emails, cleaning out your inbox, you can automate all kinds of business stuff, uh, calls, appointments, you name it, you can probably do it with a laptop. <laughs> you know, Those are things that are worth taking some time into exploring and researching because it's going to in the even in the short term you know create a massive shift in your life and how you spend your time so just to recap real quick laziness has a bad connotation in in our society especially in a work environment laziness is the mother of progress all right some people call it something else being more efficient creating more simplicity out of complexity. We are lazy. We're basically lazy individuals. If you have ever read Think Fast and Slow, I think is the name of the book, the book tells you exactly uh, all the research that has been done on the brain and how the brain, that means everybody, you know, has a tendency to be lazy. It has a, a think fast way of, of processing things and a and it has a think slow way of processing things. The think fast is your instinct. Hey, I'm, I'm about to get killed by a truck that is coming at me. I better move out of the way as soon as possible. That's thinking fast. There's really no thinking. It's just reacting to the event. Now, on the other side, when you're not at risk, your life is not at risk, the brain slows down and wants things to happen slowly because, you know, out of, out of a need for survival, it tends to conserve or it wants to conserve as much energy as possible. So if I don't have to think, I won't think. If I don't have to do, I won't do. And that is the nature of our humanity. So think about that. This is not a moral issue. This is a physiological issue that we have to uh, contend with. Okay, so if you are aware of this fact and you understand that being lazy is okay and it's a mother of progress because it'll drive you to create efficiencies, it'll drive you to uh, be smarter about how you spend your time and your energy, that is a gift. That's why laziness is a gift from heaven. We were made lazy out of primalistic survival needs that we have. So again, the two things that you can do in order to capitalize on this laziness. Number one, find the things that you're naturally good at or passionate about that come natural to you and start 
eliminating, delegating, or minimizing all the things that don't contribute to the things that you are naturally good at, passionate about, and are the things that you want to spend most of your time doing. That's how you use laziness and transform it into ultimate happiness and joy in life. This is certainly a mindset shifter, especially if you still feel like the word laziness has this like bad feeling or energy around it. This is how we were made. So we better capitalize on that. And we have all throughout history. Look at everything that we have at our disposal today that was born out of a drive to address a problem to make life easier and more comfortable. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. I thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. If you've been considering becoming a life coach for some time and would like to have a little bit of confirmation that life coaching is really for you, here at the Coach Your Way School, we have created a proprietary life coach aptitude test that we offer to all of our community free of charge. And I would like to invite you to request yours today at lifecoachaptitudetest.com. Just go to lifecoachaptitudetest.com, enter your name and email, and we'll send you one right away. Till next time, I wish you all the best, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Ciao.